Hey everybody, this is the uh, Trumpet of Truth podcast. Hello guys. Tonight we're going to dial things back a little bit. We've been giving you a lot of Bible. <laughs> Which and, is always good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's the best. It's really good. Um, but tonight we're just going to have some good conversation, just talk yeah. a little bit. And maybe what's the email address that we can get some questions and stuff from? Yeah, it's trumpetoftruthpodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us any comments, questions, anything that you guys have. We realized that we didn't really didn't have an avenue for people to reach out to us. So we created that so we could have any and all comments and questions sent directly to us. And we would love to hear all of your yeah. thoughts. And as always, you can reach out to either one of us on Facebook through the messenger or if you have our <laughs> phone numbers, feel free to text us or call us anytime with any, you know, questions or. Yeah. Just and we realize that sometimes a question that you might have might want to be anonymous. That's why we created the Gmail thing as well. Even yeah. just a passage that you want maybe a different perspective on yeah. or just anything like that. Cause we're no experts, but we could give you, no, you know, <laughs> yeah. or maybe you could tell us something <laughs> that we missed. Yep. Absolutely. So. With all that being said, we're going to do, um, what are those, uh, table talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been doing these cards the last couple of podcasts and we really like them. They're fun. Yeah. They're, they're pretty interesting. So we picked out four to talk about tonight. Um, and there's four categories in this deck of cards. There's the icebreakers, the stories, interpretations, and hot topics. So we're we gonna, picked one of them. Yeah, we of picked <laughs> one of each. Um, we're going to give you the hot topics last because those seem to be the best, the more <laughs> kind of uh, uncomfortable topics to yeah, talk about. For the most part. So I'm going to go ahead and read the first one here. The icebreakers kind of break the ice. <laughs> um, the question is. Wait, sorry. This whole thing, we want you guys to like get to know us more too. Like, and to see us as... Yeah, it does make it more personal. Yeah, And not just yeah. like you're listening to someone far, far, far away that has no perception of <laughs> what you're going through. Or, yeah, just voices. So, um, okay, I'm going to go yeah. ahead and read one. Sorry. The uh, icebreaker question. Which Bible character would have the most Instagram followers and why? Boy, oh, what a silly question. <laughs> Um, Jake is not well, much of an Instagram. I've never had an Instagram, and I've never been on Instagram. So it's pictures, honey. It's just like a feed of pictures. I know what it is. <laughs> it just seems to me like a bunch of people gyrating on the oh, internet. Stop. Anyway, <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You're right. You're How right, many honey. pictures of? Dinner plates are on Instagram. That's not people gyrating. <laughs> How many pictures are on Instagram of people just doing ordinary things, but since they're doing it, it's so much more special or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no one needs to know. It's very culturistic. Let's answer the question. Okay. Yeah, so, which Bible? We're having a conversation. I know. You're this right. ain't. You're right. We're just talking. I'm the type A one in the relationship. <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> Which Bible character would have the most Instagram followers and why? Who do you think? Um, so my first like first thought goes to you go on New Testament or Old Testament. Oh, no, no, New Testament New for Testament. sure. My first thought goes to one of the disciples or the one of the twelve apostles that are super close to Jesus. And at first, I thought Peter because he has like a big personality. But I'm like, mm, that might rub some people the wrong way, so they might not follow him. So then I was like, mm, John. 
John or James or Andrew. Well, the thing about Peter, I don't know if any of you guys know this, but he answered more questions in the gospel than any other uh, disciple, but he was never asked the question directly. <laughs> he was always just, and Peter answered, and Peter answered, and Peter answered. He saying, was the one raising his hand. His, he was the guy sitting on the front row of the class that always just like, it's A, it's B. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he was always ready to rock and roll in that sort of sense. Yeah. So I would probably say like John or Andrew, just because I think like, how cool would it be to see the miracles of Jesus and things that he did on Instagram posts? Like, I can just picture them, like, taking a picture of the 5,000 and be like, look who Jesus just fed. And So, you've been on Instagram. Um, what? Who, who has all kinds of, I mean, obviously famous people. but Yeah, famous people. Um, are there any, like, intellects, like, smart people? Because if... Yeah, I think it's just a Because on, Solomon, you know, yeah, he could be dropping all kinds of... Wisdom bombs. Wisdom bombs. People yeah. eat that up. Honestly, it just depends. Anyone and everyone can be famous nowadays. It just depends on like the the niche that you get into, and if there's a bunch of people that like that thing, then yeah. Noah. Yeah. Taking selfies with the tiger. Ooh, yeah. He'd be pretty good. Or, you know, something crazy like that. Yeah. Day thirty-two <laughs> <laughs> on the rickety raft. Oh my god! Anyone out there? <laughs> Anyone out there? Yeah. I don't know. That's a silly question. Yeah, it's funny to talk about. But yeah, it's fun to think about. Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. Really, I think it's kind of silly. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Tell us what you guys think. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Maybe you have something funnier than what I could say. <laughs> I always enjoy a good laugh. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the next one is the stories. Um. Its question is, when you have to make an important decision, how do you seek and know God's will? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, you want me to start? I will. Okay. So, <laughs> so for us, I don't want to speak for you, but we decided at when we got married that any big decision that we were going to make, we were going to sleep on it. And so, especially big purchasing decisions. Yeah, yeah, because you can More get caught up in like wanting something really bad and make a bad decision. Just yeah, like, I wonder who does that. <laughs> that's me. I'm impulsive. Anyway, so we like to take at least like 24 hours, sleep on it overnight, and try and really pray on it and see what happens. And nine times out of ten. I feel like your decision's made by morning. And um, for an example, like we were going to buy a car here a while back and we really wanted this. About a year ago. Yeah, it was perfect. We wanted, you know, we wanted it so bad. And we were like, okay, we can't do it tonight. We're going to sleep on it and we'll let you know in the morning. We told the salesperson that. And in the morning it was sold. And a week later we found an even better van. So it's just, I think that's how God works. And if you sit still long enough to listen to his voice. Yeah, I I think one thing that's really important to seek and know God's will is to eliminate distractions Mm -hmm. in your day to day, you know, get off of Facebook, get off of Instagram. (laughs) If you've got it, um, spend more time in his word, more time praying. I know Allie gets ticked off at me because she says I take 30 minute showers, but there's a lot of times where I'm in the shower. That's like a lot of my prayer time too. I like the solitude and and the warmth of the water. (laughs) Well, while you're in the shower, I'm wrangling to get out. (laughs) That's a good point. But anyway, those decisions like that, you know, it it takes a level of um, kind of dialing things back and really trying to listen to that small, still voice. And like Allie said, a lot of times your uh, decision is most 
of the time made for you. Yeah. If you're patient and you're seeking God's will and praying about it, just like she just told you with our car decision. Yeah. And we've, you know, switching jobs. Yeah. Uh, turning down jobs. I mean, how many times have we done that? And, well, and just like going in for like an interview or something simple like that, like take time to pray about it and be like, Lord, if this is in your will, let the interview go great. You mm-hmm. know, and if it's not kind of, you know, maybe, you know, just like, show me, show me what you want me to do. And he will, he will mm-hmm. 10 on 10. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yep. Anything else on the decision? Oh, one more thing I, I wanted to add. Um, the decisions that you make too, whether you say yes or no, or whichever avenue you go down, that is the right decision because it happened. Yeah. That's kind of how. It's kind of hard to wrap your mind yeah, around. That's kind of how God's will works. Like, if things happen to you or the decisions you make result in this, it don't matter if it was good or bad. That was the decision you were supposed to make because it, it happened, happened. Right. If it didn't happen, then it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. I know that kind of sounds so cliche. It sounds cliche because the world's made it cliche, but right. it's but true. That's how God works. Right. Not that he's working us like a puppet. No. It's just, you know, we talked about it in that last podcast where God's not – bound by space, time, and matter, mm-hmm. he's outside of it. So he's already, he already knows what you're going to do, you know, tomorrow. And he knew what you did five years ago. And he knows what you're doing today, all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, too. You know, sometimes you don't need to make a big deal about a decision. You just need to go with what, you know, the Holy Spirit's kind of telling you. Other people call those gut feelings. I call them. Yeah. Holy Spirit, or mother's intuition. heartburn. Yeah, mother's intuition. <laughs> That's holy heartburn. Yeah. And um, a lot of times if you just go with it, whether it turns out good or bad, that's the decision you were supposed to make. Yep. So, so have, you know, courage and mm-hmm. encouragement and have, in that. Like, and then have faith that whatever decision you make, God will bring you to it and then bring you through it, mm-hmm. good or bad. Absolutely. All right. Nailed Stories. It. Nailed it. <laughs> Next one, interpretations. Okay, what is it? What is your understanding of the Trinity? Oof. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. What's that analogy you read the other day? Um, so, it's the the Trinity is when in your brain you get it, but it, when you try and explain it to someone else, it's like no, no, no. It's very, it's very complex. But it's not. But it's simple. Yeah, it's really simple. <laughs> So an analogy that I found really helpful that I found to kind of explain it to you guys. And if you want to explain it to others is, um, so the father, a father, he's, you know, one singular person, but to his parents, he's a son to his wife. He's a husband. It's not that he's a separate person. It's he's the same guy, same father, just a different role. Yeah. Yep. That you're going yep. Yeah. So he's he's also a son to his parents, he's a husband to his wives, and he's a father to his kids, but he is the same person. Yeah. He's yeah. still Jacob. Yeah. He's still Paul. He's still right. Wes. Yeah, like that's a really still, good example. You know, the same guy. He's just got different roles. Right. So and the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all God. They are all one, but they play different parts. And as as far as explaining the different roles and how we, how they they affect us and how we communicate and how they influence us. The Holy spirit 
influences us through the spirit because mm-hmm. we all have a spirit. Right. Right. Jesus, you know, we read his teachings and we read his ministry and his gospel in the Bible. We connect with Jesus because he was a flesh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how we can, we, and that's, you know, and sometimes thing. it's confusing because in the Bible, you know, it does say God sent his son. So people might confuse that with being a literal two, yeah, son, two yeah, different people and two different people, but they're the same. They're the Godhead mm-hmm. three and one, they're the Godhead. Right. And we connect to Jesus because he was most like us Yeah, in, in the flesh body. Mm-hmm. And then God, the father creator, which, you know, the pinnacle of all three, he's outside of our three pound brain and imagination. (laughs) Yeah. So we, you know, obviously we connect to him through Jesus and through the Holy spirit, because those are the only ways right now that we can connect to him. Right. And he, I mean, he's so powerful. That was it Moses that saw saw his, his hinder parts. Yeah. His hinder parts and his face shone for days. Like Moses's face was literally like a beacon of light. Yeah. He's seen God's rump. Yeah. Yeah. And it lit him up. Like a Christmas tree. Yeah, we are not capable of seeing God's face. <laughs> well, what did he say? He said, no man has looked at, can look at my face and live. Yeah, look at my glory, yeah. Yeah. So, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But that's um, the God we serve. Right. And I, I pulled up a couple Bible verses to kind of back this up. Um, so, you, I mean, we're, we're referencing the Bible when we're doing this. Yeah. Um, there is tons and tons and tons. And I'll read one and then I'll list some off for you guys if you want to do some digging for yourself. Um, Matthew twenty eight nineteen says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Same person. One reference. Yep. Um, let's see. I mean, there's tons. I'll, I'll list some off for you. Luke three twenty two, John 15, 26. Acts 1, 4. Acts ten thirty eight. I mean, read that Acts one four. I'm interested. This is what it says. Um, gathering them together, he being Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, "You heard from me." Yeah, acknowledging that, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus was the role of God in the flesh. Oh, here's another good one. Um, Acts 10.38, you know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So, I mean, any most times when God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit are referenced, they're referenced together. Right. They're one. They're one being. So One. Oneness. Hope that helps <laughs> clarify. And it's even still, you know, it, even halfway understanding it, it is still really hard to mm-hmm. explain it to other people yeah yep i, I don't i am worthless at explaining it <laughs> I, I get it but the analogy uh, helps though yeah I mean, the analogy like, is I, it's, it's not a perfect person. it's not yeah. a perfect analogy but it's pretty good yeah as far as oh okay it's still like, one person it's kind of like a role that mm-hmm. the person plays like i'm jacob <laughs> head of our household husband to you father to our children and then i i'm still son maintenance man at moda oh my gosh you know? no don't That's use that <laughs> i know but, but it's a it's a role yeah you know for sure all right hot topic last one what is it are spouses equal in a marriage do you believe that there is a divinely ordained head of the household why do you think this one's a hot topic 
because we live in such of we live in the days of equality and feminism and <laughs> yeah women can do everything that men can do yes well here's a here's this little fact men can't have babies biologically impossible so you guys have that <laughs> um and women you know they're not designed to do certain things that men can do that's mm-hmm. just a fact right but in a marriage in a marriage which is no different than any other kind of marriage friendship partnership whatever we're all equal yeah we're all equal as right. far as the kingdom and salvation and forgiveness of sins, all that. We're all right. equal because Jesus died for everyone. Yeah. Red and yellow, black and white. Right. So in a marriage, as far as like the respect for one another, the serving of one another, mm-hmm. the uh, building up of one another, those are all equal. Right. Every day, those are equal. Now, do I believe that there is a divinely ordained head of the household? Well, Ephesians 5 says, Wives, submit to yourself, submit yourselves unto your own husbands and as unto the Lord. Meaning, women need to submit to their husband in the same way that they submit to God. Mm-hmm. Next verse. For the husband is the head of his wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. So men, that doesn't mean that you are in charge of your wife. You're the boss. You make all the decisions. Rah, rah. Yeah. You know, that's not what that says. It says you're the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Yeah. Meaning like you're the protector. The leader. The leader. Yeah. You are going to be responsible for what goes in and out and down at your house. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're going to answer for it. Right. For the things that get brought in and the things that go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the head and you're the protector. Mm-hmm. And kind of like we talked about in the first question, like we, we make decisions together, but ultimately like if Jacob doesn't think it's okay or something that we should be involved in or do, we don't do it. Cause I, you know, I submit to my husband and I trust his intuition. I trust you know, everything that you have to say and you are our protector. If I am scared, if I'm scared for our right. kids or anything, I go to you. But there's a, a mutual respect for each other where yeah. she knows that I'm not going to be totally unreasonable. Right. In anything that I say. Dictatorship or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be tyrannical to her no. or my kids, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the trust and the understanding that we have for one another in our marriage. Right. So when she says that, you're going to, there's a lot of people that if you like a lot of women, that if you said that they heard you say it, they would disagree. Like "Ah, no. Yeah. And it does. I mean, I kind of understand where they're coming from because it does kind of sound slavish. Yeah. But it's not, but it's not. I mean, if you have a solid marriage that is founded on faith in the Bible and rooted in Jesus Christ, I mean, (laughs) you're not, you're not worried about being a slave. Let's be real honest though. Like if, Two people are married and are spiritually connected and are seeking God's face mm-hmm. and they're building each other up and they, you know, got off the ground the right way. Yeah. We never, 
totally disagree with each other. I know, right? Like, there's never anything that you are totally for and I am totally against. Yep. And I think that's something when you pick your partner is super important. There's so much going, like, in our culture today, people have this mindset of, oh, he'll change or she'll change. She's going to, you know, be different. Yeah, I heard a saying a long time ago when I was um, a teenager. I can't remember who said it, but they said a uh, a man marries a woman hoping she'll never change. <laughs> and a woman marries a man hoping he will. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what my point with that was, it's really important to pick a spouse that has, you know, the same morals and values and stuff like that. So those big things aren't arguments. Like I, I disagree with people who have different religions getting married because I don't, you're not, I well, don't think yeah. ultimately you will work out. Yeah. And because if you, if you're disagreeing on these big, huge topics, you're going to disagree on everything down to the smallest thing. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, if you disagree on the, the things like, Disciplining your children. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that—that's a big one. Or where you spend your money. Or and your moral, yeah. your moral standards. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like oh, you're against gay marriage. Yeah. What, what's got to do with you? And the Bible says it's no. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just have to. It's very important to be very. You've got to be in cohesion. Yeah. With your partner and pick your partner wisely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So with all that being said. Uh, spouses. Uh, well, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I wanted to talk about something we did at our wedding that was really cool. And if you guys are, some of you out there thinking about getting married or in the process, it might be a very um, awesome thing to add to your ceremony. So what we did was a unity cross. And I really like it relates to this question so much. So the outer part of the unity cross is um, like a dark wood and it represents like the strength and like the leadership and protection of the man. And then the inner part is this really pretty intricate white and it represents like the, the many capabilities of the woman, her intricate, beautiful, you know, all the things her many hats. Yes, many hats that a woman brings to the marriage. And, and shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And then it's held together. Those two pieces are put together representing the two becoming one. And it's held together by three nails representing the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I think that's just a very good image of how your marriage should be. Like, the man is the outer strength and he's the head of the household while the woman, you know, is delicate and brings many things to the marriage as well and See, it's held together by god the godhead trinity right. like we and, just talked about. and we know we know that it's the correct way because god put his stamp of approval on it in the bible right yep and that's you know you can't dispute that nope if you believe in the bible you can't dispute yeah, it. you can't argue with yeah. it yeah uh, I had one more verse. First um, Corinthians eleven three says, "But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God." So that kind of puts it in a, like a chronological order. order. Yeah. It's a pecking order. Yeah, that's God, Christ, man, woman, and yep. the and Bible says it, and that's how we should live. And if you and if you look at it from that order, if the head of the household, the man. Is seeking the face of God, it'll trickle down, and everyone else in his family, his mm-hmm. wife, his kids, even extended family, they will follow in suit. That's why it's so important to get dads back into the Word. Mm. It's so important to get dads praying more, 
it's so important to get dads involved in community and, and, you know, yeah, education and, and everything to do with like children and just yep. building up, you know, that's a dad's responsibility. As you were saying that, I thought of this really cool statistic that I pulled up for you guys. So 3.5% of the family gets saved if the child is saved first. So if a child saved first, 3.5% of all the families in the United States are going to get saved. If the wife gets saved first, 17% of the family gets saved. If the husband gets saved first, 93% of the family gets saved. So what's that say to you? What's that say to you? The pecking order, just like you just explained. It's great. The, the man is, is, is It is awesome. We, and we've seen it. We've seen households that parents are lost mm-hmm. and the kids come and get saved. Yep. We've seen women come without their husbands, without their children, and they get saved. But if that husband, that man, that head of the household submits yeah. and comes to know Jesus, it's 93%. Like a flood. Yep. You know? Yep. It's 93%. super important, guys. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. And if I don't tell you right there, like what a man's role, how the impact of a man's role is in your household, then you're lost. Not paying it's attention. Crazy. <laughs> Not paying attention because you know the proof is in the pudding. Yep. You know how could you miss that? Right. So That's is there huge. anything else you want to say? No, I don't think so. Yay! That was awesome. That's good. Yeah. So this is kind of a format of how, like, in the future, if we do a Q&A, like, episode, how it would be done. We just read questions and answer them. And I really like that. Another thing, too, um, we know everyone, everyone's got, you know, things that they have to do. We're all busy. We're all adults. We're all busy. But we would like to invite anyone and everyone, if you've got you know, something you want to say or a testimony you want to give, we are always open to having guests on yeah. the show. And, and that does not mean that you have to come sit in our house and do this with us. We have capabilities we to do it. We can go mobile. Yeah, we could we could go to you or we have the capability to do like a, um, like an internet, you know. Um, like Skype? Yeah, like a, a Skype session as yeah. well. Our editing day lets us do that. I don't like that. that. I mean, we could do that, but yeah. I'd prefer to sit down and... I know. Get them close You're and face talk you. But I mean, some people might not have time if, That's they, true. if they live far away or something. But we are totally open to anybody that, you know, wants to come on and, and talk with us or, or anything. You know, we're just, we're just trying to yeah spread the word, spread the word and just, you know. Help as many people as possible. Help as many people. And yep. So that, that email connect. is open for anything and everything. Questions, comments, testimonies. If you need help with something like yeah, five stars, no stars, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. You want to close us in prayer? Yeah, sure. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day being able to talk about you and read your Bible and preach the good word. Lord, I pray that these questions that we went over tonight helped somebody, gave them a little clarity. Um, that you just work through anyone and everyone that's listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray that you give people courage to reach out to us and um, help us to connect with everyone that's listening, Lord. Um, Thank you for your guidance, and thank you for Jesus who died on the cross, Lord. In Jesus' holy, holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. See ya.